Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. My name is Aiden, and I'm joined by my father, Christopher Elliot, and my brother, Aaron Elliot. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. I'm doing amazing. Me too. Why are we amazing? Well, we're in Antarctica. We are in Antarctica. This is a very special podcast because we are coming to you from the bottom of the world, Antarctica. And as we're recording this, we're looking out the window and the scenery is so beautiful. You guys are gonna love all these pictures we're gonna put up, uh, the ice, the formations. That's gorgeous. The entire continent is just incredible. Icebergs. We are on um, the Hurtigruten MS Friedhof Nansen, Nansen, is that how they pronounce it? Uh, which started off in Ushuaia, sometimes also pronounced Ushuaia, and I almost called it Venezuela, Argentina. And uh, we spent two days crossing uh, the Drake Passage and enjoying all those waves. And then uh, we've been cruising in Antarctica for the last four days. And so this is, this is our last day here, actually. It's been amazing. Aiden, what would you say has the highlight been for you? Well, for me, the highlight was the penguins, of course. I love penguins. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people would say, oh, it's the, the whales, or you know, maybe if you get the, the chance to see uh, a polar bear, maybe it's that. I think, uh, even though we've seen a lot of whales, even if I saw a polar bear, it is gonna have to be the penguins. I didn't, Cause they don't, you have, get a, they don't have polar bears here. Polar bears are in the north. Yeah, they're in the north. They said polar bears. No, they no, talked about them. Maybe they no, imported no, them. Polar bears here. <laughs> they imported. They, they talked about them up uh, uh, on the announcements. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, anyway, uh, regardless of all of that, um, I'd have to say it's the penguins because they just get up so close to you. Uh, and I got some great pictures, great videos of them, and they're so adorable. Like the one thing that you would want to uh, walk up to you in Antarctica is the cute things, and you know the birds are obviously aren't, but the penguins. Penguins, the pe- penguins are, are also birds, actually, penguins but they do, birds. and they're so adorable and they're so yes. cute. That's my favorite part. Aaron, what do you like about Antarctica? All of the natural formations here. It's crazy because basically it's just land and covered by. Uh, a giant glacier. That's basically everything in Antarctica. And then you have sometimes these little penguin uh, f- penguin dens. But beyond that, it looks like some Oreo flurry. Um, if I'm... No, it looks like a Slurpee. The or Oreo texture, Slurpee. The te- no, the texture of the ice here is the texture of Slurpee ice. When you walk on it, yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. like a Slurpee. But, but the thing is, the rocks are like basically completely black. So it looks like sort of Oreo palette, you know? And, uh, and then you have the icebergs, and then you have the mountains, and then when you have a nice blue sky, it just, it's amazing. And there's so much UV here that when you look out into the distance, everything is hazed blue. It's crazy. Yeah. For me, I think uh, it's the, it isn't so much the sights, although they are gorgeous, they're absolutely beautiful, but I was uh, writing about this on Facebook today. It's the, the sounds and the smells of the Antarctic. And I just want to talk about the smells. You walk out, we have a nice view here. If I walk out onto the balcony of our cabin and you just take a deep breath of air, you would smell, it's, you know, maybe we've never smelled this, but something that, uh, air that's completely unpolluted, it's totally pristine. And then you smell, it's a little bit of the ocean spray. And then you smell also the, it's the snow melting uh, under the sun. And it really reminds you of 
I mean, I remember these like late March days when we went skiing in Colorado, and it was the same smell. And that's just incredible. In terms of the sounds, you know, it's the sounds of uh, the penguins squawking, the birds over the the ship that you can hear, um, and the glaciers that are calving. It sounds like thunder, like but it's a long thunder. So you're you're uh, standing there and you're watching the glaciers slide into the ocean, and then you hear this noise. So for me, it's really not just the sights, but also the sounds and the smells. And of course, the worst smell is the smell of penguins. They smell like ammonia and rotting fish and oh, yeah. old the, cigars. The, the, the smell of the penguins is not very <laughs> It's good. disgusting. Yeah, I, I should mention that. You want them to come over to you visually, but not um, olfactorily. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of uh, worst, uh, we're at the, in the second half of this podcast, we're going to talk about our worst experiences of 2022. And so uh, I wanted to ask you guys listening what your worst experience of last year was when you traveled. We have, uh, we have a couple of nominees for you, but uh, I'd love to know, you know about the places that you would never go back to. So please leave a comment and... Um, we will read them as we always do in the next podcast. So, back to Antarctica. Who would you recommend visit a place like Antarctica? We're on an expedition ship. So, Aiden, any thoughts about, you know, you're talking to relatives and they're like, hey, I heard you went to Antarctica. Who would you recommend it for? Um, I wouldn't recommend a demographic to this place. I would recommend uh, a certain viewpoint to Antarctica. And what's the view? So... As you said, it's the most expensive destination. But with most destinations, people uh, define the price of that place based off of how expensive the items are there. Because most of the time, people travel to buy things. And, and on Antarctica, they don't have any shops. I mean, it's just snow. You're not going to go to like a science center where they're doing research on the ice and buy something from them. There's no place to buy no anything. No souvenir shops. Yeah. No souvenir shops. Yeah. So I would recommend this place to people who heavily prioritize experience over things. If you like going to places and buying things, this place is not for you. If you like going to places and experiencing things, this place is for you. And that doesn't mean one is better than the other, but you have to admit, a lot of people travel for one, and then a lot of people travel for the other. So, Okay, let's talk about the expedition ship thing, because I don't know if people are aware of what the differences are between a regular cruise ship, a small cruise, a luxury cruise, and an expedition cruise. So, Aaron, we're on an expedition cruise ship now. How is it different from some of the other cruise ships that we've been on, um, just in terms of what they have, the amenities, and then also what they do during the day? So, the way I would describe an expedition cruise as, is basically as a normal cruise ship, except it has two exits. So, usually on a normal cruise, you have the main way on. So this is the main entrance onto the cruise boat where all of the cargo comes in, all the people come in, and in the same way, all the cargo and people come out. Now, on an expedition cruise, you're going to have something different. You're going to have basically all of these little dinghies, zodiacs rather, uh, just rubber boats that are in, on a, in a compartment, and you're going to have a compartment for those, and then you're going to have a second exit where people are going to be able to board those rubber boats, kayaks, zodiacs, and so they're going to be able to, basically, they're not just 
constrained by being able to come in and out of port, but they can also just go on the water. Right? So a typical day's events here in Antarctica would be you get up in the morning, you have breakfast, and they start sending those boats out immediately. Those little zodiacs, yes. which can fit, I think, 12 people on each one. And they send them out in boarding groups, and they land on the ice, and then they walk around, and then what happens? They walk around. They walk around. Take they photos. climb a mountain. They take. Usually they land near a rookery, so there's penguins, several rookeries. So yeah. there's baby penguins that you take pictures of. And I know people will walk around and take pictures of baby penguins and the beautiful icebergs and and snow behind them. Yeah. So the idea of an expedition cruise is that you're going to be able to get off the ship and in a way that's very flexible. Yeah. So you're not just stuck with going to some port and then everyone walks around the city and then they say, come back in 45 minutes. Here, they're going to take you on a little dinghy to some uninhabited land and yeah. then you're going to walk around there on some path that someone's already uh, pre-carved. Or it could be that you just or take a even. boat and you do a cruise. <laughs> well, uh, we've, like done a mini how many, cruise. we've done different landings. We've done a landing where we've been up on against a rocky beach. Mm -hmm. And then we've done a uh, water landing where we get off and we jump into the water. It's been pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll also say one thing is uh, they heavily warn you not to stray off the path because you yes. can easily fall into the snow and never get out. I want to talk about mobility because that's my new thing because I'm recovering from a fairly serious ski injury and uh, the crew here has been really amazing. They have helped me on and off the Zodiacs. They've, been, they've taken it very nice and slow. Um, it's been great. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to do some of these landings but they will give you these hiking poles and uh, so you can support yourself. As you say, Aaron, they try to carve out a staircase so that you don't have to um, slip and slide all over the place. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say one thing uh, about the whole Hertzgruden experience is, you know, when we were in Norway, when we were in Norway, you know, that was a pretty adventurous experience, but here uh, on the Antarctic cruise, they just took everything to a whole new level. Yeah, like this is just a huge step up from what was already, a, you know, a pretty nice experience. Yeah. Well, the boat that we were on, the ship that I like when you call your boat, call it a boat, uh, was a, a tr basically a transportation vessel. Yeah. You transport mail and things like that. This is a purpose-built expedition ship. Yeah, yeah. Totally and nice. um, and it is. It, they mean business when they yeah. say expeditions. They, they uh, you know, they'll do their stops and they'll send people out. And, and it's not just these zodiacs going ashore. There are optional excursions where you can go kayaking. There's a science boat, and then there's camping. Yeah. Which oh my goodness! We really wanted to do that. If we come back, we need yeah, to do the camping. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, on second thought, I think that uh, compared to the original Hurtigruten which is literally, that, that, this is the name of not just the company, but also the route. Mm -hmm. So it goes from Bergen to Hirkenis. Um, if you look at that boat, that really doesn't have a lot of opportunity to stray from a defined path. Oh yeah, it doesn't. It's, you get maybe 35 minutes sometimes in port, and like that's it for the day, Yeah. right? Here, they're gonna stop eight hours in port. They're gonna take everyone out on a, on a boat ride and, or on a landing and they're going to make sure that everyone has an opportunity. So it's definitely way more focused on the tourist as opposed to delivering stuff. 
Let's just take care of the, let's get, you know, brass fricking tax boys. Yeah, let's. let's get to it. What's the worst destination of 2022? All right, Aiden. Croatia. Great, Croatia, why it suck? Why it suck? Don't say it sucks. Um, here's the thing. Croatia had really good parts of it and really not so good parts of it. Um, we've met some really, really nice people in Croatia, but one thing that those really, really nice people told us is there's a lot of really, really not nice people, specifically in the tourist district um, in Croatia, who only care about money. And then we came face to face with that reality. So, as I'm gonna say, people kind of evens itself out. I'm just gonna be neutral on that because there were just some super nice people and some super, super awful people too. And then past that, the food was just not very good. We, um, we, they had very good vegan options if I'm being honest compared to many other locations. The issue is taste. They love using lots of mayonnaise and not seasoning things um, really in the way that I think most Americans are used to it. It's not under seasoned, it's just very unique type of seasoning. It's weird. So, I would say all in all, if you're gonna tally it up, Croatia is the worst out of every place, but that does not mean it's a horrible, horrible destination that nobody should ever travel to. I just personally would not recommend it. Our personal experience was not very good, um, and the way that it was described by the locals uh, just further um, confirmed uh, what we already had suspected based off of our experience. So yeah, that's Croatia for you. All right, Dad, you. You know, I'm not gonna say it was the worst place that we've been to, but there were some issues that I had with South Africa. I loved living in Cape Town. We were there for two months, um, but there were issues with just the safety. There were, you know, really high fences that were electrified, and there were moments when I was afraid that we might not make it out of there. But those were few and far between, and the places where we stayed were really beautiful. I mean, South Africa is one of the most beautiful countries anywhere. And so we were we stayed in some very safe areas and we met so many lovely people. So I can't trash South Africa. All I can say is that if if you want safe, um, you have to really be careful. Just there are places in South Africa that are not safe. So just be aware of that. And, you know, maybe go to the areas that your travel agent recommends that are, you know, yeah, not are safe. If you want safety, go to like UAE, Qatar, go to Switzerland, any European country, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You're going to get safe there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that would be my my vote would be um, just because of the safety aspect I would say mm -hmm. is be careful of uh, South Africa, but don't not go. How's that for a double negative? Yeah, don't yeah. not go. Yeah, exactly. So how about you, Aaron? Well, gee, it's hard because, you know, I don't know. I think that really in all of our traveling that we've done, the most unpleasant destinations for me have been those two places. In Croatia, I felt like really I wanted to believe in their food. I and, you know, a part of the destination is going out and getting food. So, you know, call me spoiled. But anyway, I kept giving it a second chance. Like, let's go to this restaurant, you know. We'll, we'll you know, just for lunch or something. It's, it's nice, you know. But I, it just kept disappointing and there was nothing I could do about it. And same thing with Cape Town. I remember um, in my latter month of being in Cape Town, I felt like really trapped in V&A waterfront. 
Same. Because yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to leave. Yeah, you, you had. <laughs> no, you we had, leave. We you had maybe couldn't. a two, two to three kilometers. It was basically from V&A waterfront, and then there was just a little beach path that took you a little long. And it was that, very nice. But that was it. I mean, after that, I there were some places in South Africa where I felt like I couldn't. I could only get food by using Uber Eats uh, because it was just I didn't want to go outside. So those are two absolutely accurate ways of saying it but i think that beyond that well yeah i mean there's really every other place has been pretty okay there's never there's nothing else has been really shocking shockingly bad you know so i would say yeah definitely those two i'm just going to agree with you and move on okay well, thanks for listening to the LA Confidential Podcast. We normally in this spot would be reading your comments, but we had so many comments for your favorite destinations of 22. We can't possibly read them all. And they're very long too, so I would recommend you go back and read them. Um, but remember, for next week, we are going to be reading your comments and those are for the worst destination of last year. And I would love to hear about those. So don't forget to leave that in the comments. Your worst destinations of 2022. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'll talk to you next time. Ciao.